Welcome to the Flight Deck, a leading-edge podcast. I'm First Officer Dewey Duhadway, your host for this episode. I'm here with Captain Marty Miller, who serves on the United MEC Communications Committee. Welcome. Thank you, Dewey. Uh, Marty, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your history with ALPA? Uh, Marty Miller, I'm a 737 captain in Newark um, as of late. Um, spent some time in uh, Chicago and Houston. Uh, been based kind of around the system. I uh, was hired back in 98 on the Continental side. And, uh, well, let's see. I got involved first in union work. Um, it was uh, probably about 03, 04, somewhere in that uh, time frame. And uh, started doing some P2P stuff then. Um, eventually got asked to do uh, SPSC work. And I was uh, the SPSC chair for the Continental side uh, during the uh, JCBA and uh, kind of just been flying the line the last uh, 10 years or so, and uh, got asked to come back and uh, be a part of this contract effort, and happy to be here. Excellent. And you mentioned a couple of terms that I think our pilot group would be familiar with, the pilot-to-pilot group, P2P, and the Strategic Preparedness and Strike Committee. Any particular experiences? Why why was your volunteer history involved with those groups? Was that something you volunteered for, or did they ask you to serve? What yeah, you so... Um, the impetus for me getting involved in Apple work um, stemmed from the uh, concessionary contract we had uh, on the Continental side. Um, I'm not sure exactly what year that was, 03, 04. Uh, Larry Kellner was the uh, CEO at that time. And um, I, I really viewed that, um, that TA uh, as pushed by the union, and I was kind of upset at that. And... Uh, I'm kind of the philosophy that um, there shouldn't be any pushes, uh, any bias. Uh, I think everyone's vote is sacred, and uh, they ought to be able to make that choice on their own based on the facts in front of them. And uh, so I was I was upset with the union leadership at that time for that push. So um, I thought I didn't have the right to, uh, to bitch from the background if I wasn't willing to step up and make a difference. So um, I got involved in the P2P network uh, at that time, and that was my initial impetus for getting involved. Excellent. That's an inter- that's a fantastic story, great history there. And I notice you're sporting uh, what uh, many of our pilots are eventually going to see, and that's a shirt with the UALMEC FACT team on it. It says, Just the Facts. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the FACT team, and that may be a new term to many of us. So what exactly is the FACT team? So the FACT team, uh, we tried um, a version of the FACT team during the JCBA days, uh, the, the merger contract days. Um, it was very important to me that, you know, the, the contract effort uh, education campaign was uh, a neutral presentation of the facts. Uh, that was um, my burning desire and, and, like I said, the impetus for getting me involved in the first place. Um, when I stepped up to be SPSC chair, it was just the Continental contract, and then subsequently the merger was announced and became the JCBA. Um, so while um, the Continental side had agreed to have kind of a, you know, a neutral non, non-sales job type of education campaign, um, that was kind of new to the United side, I believe. Um, there were some varying viewpoints, but in the end, uh, I think we did a pretty decent job of running a fact team during that uh, education effort. I don't think a lot of people viewed that as a big sales job push. Um, there were some challenges there, um, varying viewpoints, but I think it, it was fairly um, 
fairly well received, I think, by the pilot group. Um, there were some mistakes made, and we hope to learn and make it a pure endeavor uh, effort this time around. That's excellent. Now, you mentioned P2P a couple of times, as well as the, the fact team effort that you've experienced before. Uh, is this the same thing as the pilot-to-pilot program, but just when the uh, TA is announced for the pilot group? Is it the same effort as the guys in the red shirts? Well, P2P is um, under the Strategic Preparedness and Strike Committee. Um, the FAC team is a uh, under the Communication Committee. We just kind of viewed um, – so P2P is part of the SPSC, which is kind of a leverage committee. And we deemed that the education portion of a, of a contract or of a TA um, falls – uh, should should probably fall under a communication committee more than the leverage committee. Once you have a TA, the leverage committee kind of steps aside, and now it becomes education. And we just felt it was better uh, suited under the communication committee. We do have, uh, you know, when, when we started setting up the FAC team, I absolutely went to the P2P committee members and asked for them to step up if they were interested. And um, there was a whole process of going through interviews um, to set up the FAC team. And uh, yeah, a lot of P two a lot of P two P members will be part of the fact team, but they are separate entities. Okay, that's that's helpful, and I will get back to that notion in a little bit. I do want to learn more about who these people are, maybe kind of what their background is, how they came to be. But why do you think we need a fact team? Why is that such an important thing for us as a combined pilot group now, having been through what we've been through as a pilot group, knowing where we are? Why? Why do we need a fact team? Well, like I said, I, I view everyone's vote as sacred. I just don't feel there should be any outside pressure put on anyone's vote. I think the the merits of the TA ought to speak for itself without any external influence on that. So I deem it important to get a neutral, unbiased education out there, and that's the purpose of the fact team. We don't want to push anything uh, pro or con. And I noticed that your shirt, which is very cool, by the way, I hope I get one uh, one of these days. Uh, maybe you could uh, help me with that. But uh, it says just the facts. So is that a uh, throwback to Joe Friday? And it is. Yeah, it's kind of kinda dating myself and shows my age. A lot of the younger guys won't even know it, just the facts. But that comes from Joe Friday and Dragnet. Um, they can look the it facts, up. Ma'am. I think they can Google it. Yeah. So I think that's. But, yeah. you know, the, the, the important aspect of the fact team is that um, you know, we're not going to be out there saying, you know, like if somebody comes up to the, we're going to have fact team members in the crew rooms, um, you know, after the TA is uh, is out there and under review from the pilot group. Um, you know, we don't want to we don't want to be out there and and push any good items or anything like that. We just want to answer questions and so that the pilots can make their vote from an educated, informed position. So we're there to just answer questions, make sure they understand what is in the TA in its entirety. That sounds great. Now, you've started to talk a little bit about how this is going to work. You mentioned fact team members being in the crew rooms. Can you elaborate more about that? When can we expect to see them show up in crew rooms? And are there other aspects to the fact team information effort, if you will, that uh, are maybe outside of just the crew rooms? Um, So, uh, primarily, I'll just give you a little outline of what, what, what our planned implementation is. So um, once the MEC um, approves the tentative agreement to go out for pilot ratification, the negotiating committee will train all FAC team members. Um, probably be a three- or four-day type uh, scenario where uh, we become supposed TA experts on everything uh, directly from the source, the negotiating committee. 
And um, once that training is complete, we're going to deploy to the crew rooms in all all domiciles. Um, I, I would like to have uh, a team uh, in place at every crew room from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. will be multiple shifts, but I want, I want people to be able to know that at any point during that ratification window, while the voting window is open, that if they have questions um, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., they can go to the crew rooms and, and somebody's going to be there and able to answer their questions. Is it strictly going to be a face-to-face, one-on-one interaction with the FACT team? Are there any other methods by which we can interact with FACT team? Yeah, I mean, um, we will have, um, through the website, there's going to be a a way to uh, email or PDR the FACT team um, to answer specific questions. So, yeah, if if, uh, you don't want to go early and spend, uh, you know, that was kind of our thought in the crew room. Maybe guys will show up 15 minutes early for their trip and spend 15 minutes asking questions uh, or stay after a trip or whatever. But, yes, um, the other avenues will be PDR drop-down to ask questions and also an email address. I believe the email address is going to be factteam at alpa.org. Okay. That's good to know, and maybe we can put that in our show notes at the end of this podcast if uh, people want to access it, the team that way. So in our 21st century environment in which we live, social media is a powerful influence on a lot of people. I fully expect, I'm sure you do too, Marty, that there's going to be a lot of discussions on, on social media. So two questions. One how will the fact team interact with these forums or other types of social media? And then the second question will be, what should somebody do if they've heard something on social media and they're just not sure? Is the fact team a resource for them too? Right. Well, with regard to social media and forums and and the like, um, what I'm going to ask my fact team members to do is that uh, if they are on a forum or some some social media platform and they see uh, some inaccurate information posted that they post a factual correction to that and sign it as a fact team member. My my hope is that um, the fact team is looked at as kind of an elite group of guys that if you want a no spin, no BS answer, you can go to a fact team member and if they're speaking, you can trust what they say to be accurate and true. So, um, yes, we, we will probably have a presence on, on social media. Um, it, we're not going to capture everything. There's going to be rumors and inaccuracies that are going to be out there that we aren't going to be able to, to stem the tide on all of them. But uh, as they peruse the forums and they see something, yes, if you see something posted by a fact team member, you can count that to be, to be accurate and hopefully, hopefully um squelch some of the uh, the inaccuracies that, that come out. And of course, the other option is if you see, you know, a, a thread on a forum that is going into the weeds and you're like, well, I wonder if that's true. Um, you can always send us an email at factteam.alpa.org or go to the PDR drop-down list and, and ask that question. Hey, I heard this. Is this true? I don't understand uh, this part of the, of the TA. Can somebody please uh, um, expand on this and tell me the facts? And we'll get back to them on that. That sounds great, Marty. It sounds a lot more like there's going to be a, a did you know about UPA 23 if we get to that point, assuming we do. So that DYK, similar to what we have now about our current contract, but uh, DYK is better than DIY. We don't want to do it yourself. We'd rather go 
consult the the experts about those experts you must have done you mentioned that you've interviewed personally this this large group tell me a little bit about what it was like to interview hundreds of people to to do this you know it, it was an arduous task talking to several hundred people on the phone um, but I actually enjoyed it it was it was uh, you know we just had conversations uh, I kind of wanted to get a feel for where they were um, it was apparent pretty quickly if they had the uh, the passion and um, the desire and philosophy uh, for this group you know, a lot of them said, oh, this is exactly what we need. We need just a fax, just a, you know, no push, no sales job type thing. I absolutely want to be a part of that. That passion would come through on them. These are the guys I want, the people that in their hearts and souls, they believe like I do, that this should just be a factual representation of the TA. That's really helpful. And I know that many of us who were out in the system during the meltdown relied on some of our contract hotline, other volunteers doing PDRs, and those guys came through and they were able to cut through all of the mess that's out there and deliver an expert answer quickly. You mentioned the the, the PDR team. My, my hope is that uh, some of the volunteers from the FACT team as TA experts um, end up joining other aspects of, of ALPA and potentially join the hotline team and the PDR hotline team and, and some other avenues available to them as TA experts so that uh, they can continue to, to do ALPA work and help our pilots. Well, and I think that's a wonderful point because I think this experience that we've all been through, through the process of all these negotiations, in my view, has drawn out a lot of really capable volunteers, and we are stronger as a union with those people actively volunteering. And when we all pull together, that's outstanding. Thanks for that. So you've talked a little bit about how this is going to work, and I'm excited personally to have the personal interaction because I think there, nothing beats that one-on-one or that small group discussion where you can really get after some of the more important issues to you. Every pilot's going to approach this maybe a little bit differently with what's most important to them, what are their particular two or three or maybe 10 issues that they care about. And having those folks personally trained by the negotiating committee, I think is is huge. I think that's going to be fantastic. In terms of the, the FACT team itself, the members, who is on the FACT team and, and uh, where did you find these? So um, I, I put out a um, an email in one of the MEC uh, updates, um, had a little blurb in there uh, requesting volunteers with a brief explanation of what it was going to be. And uh, to be honest, I was uh, overwhelmed at the response, uh, which must mean maybe we struck a nerve there somewhere. People um, would, would like a, uh, an opportunity to be a part of a team that is uh, uh, educational with a non-biased um, uh, philosophy behind it. So um, w- from that list of uh, several hundred people, um, I went through and actually called uh, everybody on there. I think there was about two or three people I ultimately couldn't, couldn't reach. Um, but uh, from that list, uh, called it down to um, people that I think uh, believed in the philosophy, uh, truly believed in the philosophy, were good communicators, um, you know, over the phone when I talked to them, because that's important. And uh, people that I just believe could could put their personal bias, whether they loved the TA or hated the TA, they'd be able to put their personal opinions aside and just answer questions factually, um, without any without any uh, exerting any influence in their answers to people 
That sounds great. And are these pilots from across the system? Or are they primarily in our big hubs uh, only? Or all across? All across. Yeah, it's it's encompassing. Uh, yeah, I even had Guam um, members. Um, but yeah, all all across the system, and, and predominantly the people in the crew rooms will be people that are based at that domicile predominantly. So perhaps if that's your home base, this is somebody that you've possibly flown with or you've seen in right. the. And, and we also wanted to make an effort also to uh, – and when I – when I we're going to have probably two fact team members at a time in the crew room. Uh, I'm going to make an effort to as much – to as much extent as possible have some diversity of those two members that are in there, like maybe a wide-body guy with a narrow-body guy, captain with an FO, commuter and a non-commuter. I mean, you know, I can't guarantee it's going to be that way at 100 percent, but we're going to make that effort just to have some – diversity of um, of uh, perspective from the people because you know you have a wide body guy they're more concerned and more in tune with wide body issues and conversely with uh, with the narrow body guys well I think that's really critical and an outstanding feature because I know many are considering their next steps in their career at United Airlines and what this TA and potential UPA might mean for them and so being able to talk to somebody who has been living that particular life. For example, if it's a, a wide body first officer considering becoming a narrow body captain, that's a, those are two different things, particularly if you be, or vice versa, or if you've uh, been in those worlds, it's important to be able to talk because sometimes it does feel like a different, uh, different worlds. Yeah. Well, the wide body guys will tell you it's a different airline. It sometimes feels like that. And I, I say that as a triple seven first officer, I know what you mean. So you touched on it briefly earlier, Marty, but I think it'd be important as we, as we begin to wrap this up, when can we expect the fact team to, to do this? What should, should I expect them as soon as an AIP gets announced, if one gets announced anytime soon, or is it a little further down the line? When can I expect it, them? You know, we're going to probably train as soon as the as the negotiate, uh, negotiating committee uh, briefs the MEC and the MEC decides to send it out for ratification. It is close to immediately following that as possible as when we want to have our three or four day training session of our fact team members. Following that training session, boom, they're going out and they should be in the crew rooms starting the next day. But this will be once a TA has been pushed to the membership, or is this before that point? Correct. The TA, yeah, once the MEC decides to send it out for ratification, at that point, uh, as a TA, the, the pilots will see the final language in that TA. Uh, fact team will be getting trained concurrently with that, and then immediately following, they will be in the crew. Okay, so there is some time before we're actually going to see this happen, depending on when... If you're listening to this podcast, it may be that the TA has uh, just now been announced, or it may be that uh, nothing's been announced. Uh, as we record this, we don't even have an AIP in place. So obviously, you've done a lot of preparation. You've got a team assembled. You've done a lot of work. You've you've been volunteering. And I'm assuming that your, your fact team are all like you and like me, volunteers. Absolutely. So fellow pilots that are helping other pilots, and that to me is what being a in our union is all about. And it's the guys who believe in the philosophy um, of a non-biased, neutral education campaign. I mean, that, that I, I can't stress it enough that when, when I talked to these people, they needed to be uh, on board with, with that philosophy. Um, it's just important that they believe that in their core. And if I got that impression from them when I talked to them, uh, they're, you know, that, that put them at the top of the list for, for volunteers. So, um, yeah, 
so if a fact team member looks at the the AIP and strongly objects to to something, that means they're still on the fact team. Have I heard you correctly? Uh, they could be. I mean, we don't. I mean, when I was choosing the 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 selectees to be on the fact team, we had you know nothing to look at. We don't have any idea whether this thing is going to be great or or not so great. We we you know don't know, and it doesn't matter. Um, we're not out there. You know, like I said, whether it's the greatest TA in the world or the worst TA in the world, our job remains the same. We are going to educate you and let you know what's in there, and your vote is sacred. Vote as you feel you want to vote based on the merits of the TA. Just the facts. Just the facts. Very good. Very good. Well, that's it. You've been listening to The Flight Deck, the Leading Edge podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to hearing your feedback and comments. Leave us a five-star review.